1: And without further ado, let's begin. I still kick myself for my stupidity during this event. So, this happened during the summer when I was 14, about 16 years ago. My parents had just moved me to this new house that they had built in a rural part of Pennsylvania. It was 2004 and the housing market hadn't crashed yet, so our new house was one of the first in this brand spanking new neighborhood. It was the kind of neighborhood that you drive through and go, yep, these people definitely have money. I hadn't started school yet in my new town, so I had no friends to really hang out with that summer, So I just spend a lot of time just hanging out with my mum, taking drives around our new area and staying up and watching movies and whatnot. One night in early August though, we had just finished watching something and were getting ready to go to bed. It was one of those summer nights that caused the windows to fog up from the cool air inside. You couldn't see anything out the windows though unless you pressed your face to them. As we turned everything in the downstairs off, we saw headlights come down our street. Mind you, it was about 1am in a brand new neighbourhood with about four houses in it and maybe two more under construction. We didn't have neighbours at this point either and there was literally no reason for someone to be on the street unless they were A. Lost or B. Looking to steal stuff. We hope it's A and keep going about our business to get ready for bedtime. And then we see the reflection of another light outside of our house and it wasn't Carlos. Once again, we can't see out of our fogged window, so me being a curious 14-year-old, I walked right up to the front door and pressed my face to the window and immediately fell right back to the floor because as soon as I looked out there, there was a face staring straight back at me. My mum asked me what was wrong and I just started stammering. Then my adrenaline kicked in, I ran to the kitchen and opened the knife drawer, I pulled out a butcher knife and walked back to the front door, I'm still shaking from basically being nose to nose with a complete stranger, and my 14 year old brain thought that this was a great idea. I flung open the front door and wielded the butcher knife, and to my shock and surprise, I see not one, but three full grown men outside, and my dumb ass just ran full speed towards them with a butcher knife over my head and luckily for me they ran. After this my mother called the police while yelling at me for being such a dumbass but despite my stupidity in the situation I've always been slightly proud of three grown men being afraid of a tiny 14 year old girl wielding a butcher's knife. This took place back in 2007 I was 13 years old and up until then I hadn't really experienced anything paranormal. I can remember it was a normal summer night though, I was watching TV and it was maybe uh, 9 or 10 I think, when I started to hear something but at first I thought it was just the TV. Then I kept hearing it for the next few minutes and the more I heard it, the more I realised that it was the faint sound of a baby crying. I didn't think much of it, I thought maybe my sister brought over my nephew or something and he had a distinct cry when he was younger, so I went out to say hi to them, but there was nobody outside. I kept hearing the cry too and it sounded like it was coming from the wooded area below our house. I walked maybe 10 or 20 yards into the darkness to see if I could see anything, but nothing. And chills immediately went up my spine and I ran back into the house. We live out in the middle of nowhere and the nearest neighbor was five miles away. And I told my dad about it the next morning. And he said that my granddad experienced the same thing. Years before, he woke up in the middle of the night to hear a baby crying. He went out to the wooded area and tried looking for it. He spent 30 minutes wandering in the dark with a flashlight trying to find it but nothing. To this day, I still have no idea what it was that I heard, and I refused to go down to that wooded area, even though we chopped down most of the trees. Around six years ago, my buddies and I had a little tradition of sorts during our senior year of high school where we'd stay out all night skating and exploring all kinds of spooky areas and this was before any of us had a car too so everything was traveled by foot now one night in particular we had ventured out over an hour from our usual exploration areas and we came across a heavily wooded area that we hadn't been through before the time had to have been around two or three in the morning and just looking into those woods gave me an incredible feeling of unease that I'd never felt before My buddies were determined to go through it though but I decided against it and instead told my friends that I'd just skate or walk around and meet them at the gas station on the other side. It took me around 30 minutes to skate around the entire area. I waited at the exit of the woods for about 15 minutes before crossing the four lane street that led to the gas station and I asked the clerk if three other teens had come in and he tells me no so I head back out to wait in the front. Ten more minutes passed before... I can hear very heavy footsteps moving quick from behind the gas station's main building. Next thing I know, I see all three of my buddies sweating out of breath and looking like they witnessed a murder. We head into the gas station and sit at the small seating area. They then go on to tell me that somewhere halfway into those woods, they heard strange noises behind them and when they turned around to look, they saw a tall white figure with red eyes staring at them. They said that they freaked out and just took off. As they neared the end of the woods though, they could hear the leaves and the branches rustling as if it was chasing them. They kept running until they crossed the road separating the woods from the gas station and once they were at the back of the gas station, they looked back and could see the figure just standing at the edge of the woods, unmoving. The way they described it was that it was only vaguely shaped like a human, more like a a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot type creature but was white in color and had piercing red eyes. Honestly, I had never seen anyone so distressed in the way that my friends were that night but they genuinely seemed terrified and that night was the last time that they ever wanted to stay out all night again. I still think about this night a lot, even to this day. So when my parents were in college, they went on a trip down to Florida. They had met through mutual friends and were down there together but hadn't gone on a date yet. My dad and one of his friends were planning to meet my mom and some of her friends at a hotel, but being the carefree college guys that they were, they lost track of time and realized that it was impossible to get to the hotel on time by walking. They decided that the best solution to their problem was just to hitchhike, and a car with two women picked them up. Everything seemed fine too until the driver asked if it was okay to stop for gas. My dad and his friend agreed that it was no problem since they were making good time and she drove into a gas station. She then pumped a car full of gas before hopping back in and flooring it basically stealing the gas with two hitchhikers in the back. My dad and his friend were beginning to freak out when she pulled a gun from under a seat and asked are we gonna have a problem or something like that. My dad and his friend shook their heads vehemently because what else do you do in that situation? And then she drove them to the hotel and dropped them off without so much as a scratch and they kind of thought nothing of it until the news started reporting on a serial killer in Florida known as Eileen Warners. He took one look at her picture and instantly recognized her as the driver. The only reason my dad thinks that she didn't straight up kill them was because they were super polite and respectful to her and her victims were usually scumbag guys trying to take advantage of her.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs let me
1: start by giving a little bit of background. So I'm 23, 5'2 and female. I'm by no means intimidating, even when I try. I work two days of night audit for a hotel in a heavily populated area of Houston, Texas with zero security. And if you know anything about Houston, you know that it can never be good news. With all that being said, last Tuesday, I was alone playing stupid games online and listening to Ryan's Roses to pass the time. Around 1am, this man with a crazed look in his eyes wanders in. I have cameras right next to the desk, and I saw zero movement before the doors slide open, and anyways, he walks up to the desk and refuses to look me in the eyes until I ask him if he's doing alright. He snaps his head up, looks me right in the eyes and says, No, I am not alright at all. I'm kind of taken aback by this, so I apologise and ask if there's anything that I can do, etc., He declines and then asks if he can get a drink from the little shop next to the desk. I tell him, yeah, of course, go ahead and get whatever you'd like. The prices are listed there on the wall. Before he walks away to get his drink, he makes sure to tell me, now don't worry, I have money, I would never steal from you like that. I didn't really say anything, just kind of smiled at him and nodded understandingly. And well, he wasn't lying, he for sure had money because he handed me two bloody dollar bills so now all the alarm bells are definitely ringing in my head he starts apologizing though and asking if I'm mad at him and if he had upset me and all of which I said no sir I'm not even a little bit upset I was getting boring in here anyways I suddenly though became painfully aware of how empty the entire hotel was at that moment he stands there for a minute, takes a drink and then makes eye contact for two seconds before he tells me that he needs me to call the cops. I start shaking but somehow manage to not let off that I was absolutely terrified. I get the police dispatcher on the line and begin giving all of the information into our location. Then from the background he starts saying that he was almost hit by a car while walking in the middle of the road. The dispatch then asks to speak to him so I hand the guy the phone and he starts looking around while describing himself. He then stops looking around and looks right into my eyes and says yeah I'm going to end myself on the freeway. Now I don't take that lightly no matter who says it. An audible gasp left my lips and it was like it woke something up in him because his eyes just lit up He then hangs up the phone and like slams it down on the counter in front of my computer and just looks at me. I try to make small talk asking what's going on and how he's really doing tonight but nothing. He just avoids those questions and starts asking some questions about the hotel like what is your nightly rate tonight? He then goes from harmless questions to asking if I'm alone and when my manager will be back and if I lock all the doors around me. And now... I'm definitely afraid. I pick up what he's putting down and I want no part in whatever he was planning if he managed to get me out from behind the desk. I switch gears on conversation and tell him that he's more than welcome to take a seat in one of the comfortable chairs in the lobby until the police arrive. He then thanks me and asks me again for like the 20th time if I'm mad at him. When he sits down I get even more uneasy though because he starts looking around anxiously here. You know that look someone gets whenever they're working up the nerve to do something, but they just haven't yet? Yeah, that's the look and the vibe that he was giving off at that moment. Around that time, my brain finally pieces together what is actually happening, because another guest pulls up right in front of the lobby, and his face immediately drops any excitement. And, in fact, he almost looks mad. In comes this woman and her son, who couldn't have been more than 12 years old. They came up, no reservations, so it was now a walk-in. Which takes a little longer since I have to put in all of her information instead of just checking in and moving along to the next. And her son starts whispering something to her that neither of us can make out. So he says it louder, and then he says, Mum, didn't we just see him walking around at the hospital? My blood runs cold and she tells her son to hush and locks eyes with me and I hand her paperwork to sign. She takes that opportunity to secretly ask me if I'm okay, if the police need to be called and if I'm concerned. I tell her that yes I'm terrified and the cops are on their way. I can see him straining to hear what we're saying so I stop and tell her about breakfast and all that good stuff and she tells me that she'll not be leaving me alone, that she'll stay with me until the cops come because something just doesn't feel right and god bless this woman. I'll never forget her face and her heart. After the cops had come and taken him away, mental hospital I presume, she comes back in from just outside the doors where she also called the police. She comes up and tells me that they'd just left the hospital up the road visiting her sister and passed him on their way out, where he was wandering around the hospital parking lot with his head down. They came straight to the hotel but he had beat them here and he swore that he walked here but... There's just no way that he walked here and beat them. She said that she felt like something was off as soon as she walked in and saw him. She told me that he was likely trying to lure me out from behind the desk, making me feel bad for him. But whatever he was planning, I never want to find out. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. So let me first preface this with a note. This isn't being shared to be analysed or to have someone pop up and say it was demons or ghosts or otherwise. I do strongly suspect that it was ghosts, but being a sceptic in such things, I I can't say 100% sure that that's exactly accurate. It may have been just my child mind interpreting things oddly, who knows. Also, the location that I describe does not exist anymore, having been destroyed in a highway widening project sometime between 1990 and 2000. So, when I was rather young, in second grade in fact, my family lived in the country, out in the middle of nowhere in Mississippi. There were no children for me to play with and I tended to get a bit more lonely than you'd expect. But When we were in the process of moving out there, parents had this double wide trailer. There was one incident that took many years to be certain that I hadn't imagined it. While on one of the expeditions to the plot where my family was going to put the trailer, my mother needed to make a stop to use the restroom. With no gas stations for a good 10 miles, dad pulled the truck down this dirt road looking for a place to stop. And there, maybe 200 to 300 yards from the two-lane road, we found what looked like to be an abandoned gymnasium from a school. Dad decided to use that place as the bathroom and we headed in. I don't really recall much about the building, Though one thing always stuck out in my mind. Near the doors where we entered through was this rather massive pile, or massive in my child mind anyway, of clothing. I remember too after doing his business that my father stood at the front of it looking up at the clothing and he seemed to be thinking of something but he never said anything about it. Several weeks later, with the trailer in place, we moved out there and the gym was largely forgotten by me. However, that didn't stop weird things from happening. Well, not weird in the sense of stuff moving around or anything of that sort, but just weird sounds. Within a month or so of living there, I was playing on the front porch when I heard laughter. Now, before I go further though, let me clarify as to where we lived then. The trailer was a good hundred feet back from a dirt road, and across the road was the home of an elderly gentleman that I'll call O. Behind his house was a rather extensive stand of pine trees that reached down to the two-lane highway, probably a distance of 500-600 to 600 feet total between where I was and the highway. But in, any case, but in any case, as I sat on the front porch my father had built, playing with some of my toys, I just kept hearing laughter. Not one child's laughter either, but several. It sounded to my ears like five or six kids were playing somewhere if I had to guess, off behind where I lived, Not having anyone to play with too I remember wondering where these kids were and if they'd play with me. Walking up the road I could tell that the kids seemed to be playing in the woods as their laughter came and went and after a moment I called out to them that I wanted to play too and as soon as I said that the laughter just cut off. It was just a dead silence. One moment there was laughing and fun and the next it was so quiet that you could hear a pin drop. I decided that I'd just scared the kids off and I just went back inside at this point. This happened several times too and eventually I just gave up. I'd hear the kids laughing and playing but they never seemed to get closer and after a couple of times of this I remember telling my mother and she got this really odd look on her face before telling me that she didn't want me playing out front any longer. We lived there for another year or two before we moved and I largely forgot about the experience if I'm being honest. It wasn't until many years later when the story came up again in conversation with my parents. That's when I found some of the story out too and personal investigation told me the rest. So my mother said that the reason she reacted that way was because she'd heard a rumor that the area that we moved to was actually haunted. She didn't have all the details but felt that it was tied to the old gym and All she could say or would say was the quote, something bad had happened and she was afraid. After my parents passed away, I kind of forgot the story again and it always stuck in the back of my head as just something weird, but that was it. Eventually though, one bored night, I happened to stumble across the website for the church that we had attended. On a lark, I shot an email off to the pastor asking if there had been a gym near where I remembered. I didn't expect to hear back two months later, I checked my email to find that yes, he had actually replied. And here is what he related to me. There had been a gym that once stood near where I described, though it had long since been torn down. The gym had been a part of a private school which had stood there from roughly 1900 to about 1979 or 80 and in the early spring of that year a tornado had gone through and demolished most of the wing of the school and in doing so killing a number of students the building had collapsed burying the students under the rubble resulting in the death of a number of them and i think between 10 and 15 students or something and after this it was decided to close the school as they were demolishing it too they cleaned out clothing from lockers and various places Dumping it in the gym in the tall pile that I remember seeing. The gym had been left standing because it was hoped that one of the local churches might use it, but given what had happened there, well, it just ended up being left abandoned. Curiously, though, the property behind O's house had also been a part of the school's property at one time, being used by the students as a kind of playground area. This did explain why O kept digging up old toys, mostly metal trucks and such, which he gave to me. Looking back though, I've come to the conclusion that what I had been hearing was in some way tied to the old school and the loss of life there. Though, I also wonder if in some way it was just my childhood imagination running wild or something like that. That's probably one of the problems that I have with this story too. For all I know, my parents could have mentioned what happened at the school at some point and I just overheard it. And in my lonely state, my mind and imagination may have just run wild. Whatever the case, though, I thought that you'd find the story interesting, to say the least. So I was working the evening shift at a gas station, and a man comes in all disorientated. I go to help him out, and he has a huge gash on his head and doesn't know where he is. I couldn't see any crashes around, so assumed that he must have fallen or something. Normally we're supposed to stay inside the glass shielded register area whenever anyone is in the store but I being a nice human being went to help by calling the police and EMS. They got there and checked him out and they thought that his head may have been fractured. They took him into the ER and I just went back to work. The cops stopped back by for some coffee a few hours later and they told me that the guy had actually been hit by a baseball bat while trying to break into a little girl's bedroom and was wanted for rape and murder in two other states and well i never left the register area at night again so last night from wednesday to thursday i was home alone because well my girlfriend sleeps at her home every wednesday and because she doesn't like smoking i usually smoke on wednesday nights and thursday mornings when she isn't with me I wait for the night so I can go to the garden of my grandma and just smoke without being seen. It's the kind of garden where about 14 people have their own area. I hope you get what I'm talking about. The garden of my grandma is one of the least completely in the back. Usually when I'm there at night, I just get a chair and watch the night while smoking. Nothing's ever happened before but last week there was a birthday party of some younger people who may have seen me but they weren't really paying attention to me and their party was in the front of this garden area anyway. But last night was very different. So I got my smokes out at home and got my dog and headed to the garden at about 12:30 a.m. Nothing ever really happened there and I was just looking forward to just kind of relaxing and looking up at the sky and whatnot and as I arrived there something was just off. It was the first time that I'd ever been there and the door wasn't locked. Even last week's party people locked the door while being inside. And well, I stuck in and looked around, seeing if somewhere was th- seeing if there were any lights on or something. But there was nothing. So in the end, I just thought that maybe the last person just forgot to lock it or something. I walked down the path to my grandma's garden. I bound my dog on a chain about two meters in front of me and I'm just sitting there in a chair facing the path so I would see if someone was coming. Right behind me too there were some thick bushes and a fence. Behind the fence is about another meter thick bush and tree layer so you'd have a pretty hard time seeing in from the outside. And well I made myself comfortable and I began to smoke. Sadly it was a cloudy day and I couldn't really see any stars. But... At some point, I recognized something just out of the corner of my eye. Something was standing behind me, about one and a half meters high and about three meters away to my right. Obviously scared, I just kind of froze and just watched. And as I focused, I noticed that it was a black outline of a little chubby person. His head was sneaking out from the left side of the tree, and then it hit again. The tree is right next to the way to get out of the garden, and on the left side of the tree is my grandma's garden house. It's not that big, but there are two windows without glass where you can look inside and outside. Just a few moments later, me still staring back at this dude to my right, I started to see movement to my left coming from the garden next to ours. There's a fence between the garden areas, but I could still see something. And there was another guy, fully black, a humanoid figure just a little more athletic looking than the other one sneaking on his tippy toes walking straight towards me. They were still about three to four meters away and my dog must have sensed the person to the left as she was staring right at the person walking towards me. At some point she tried to run away but the leash didn't let her escape so she just hid her body behind the corner while peeking her head around and now this person is just standing there observing both of us. I turned my head to the left and to the right to see if there was anybody else, but there was no one else and the person was just standing there watching me. I panicked and I started thinking, did I just come straight into a trap of some robbers or something, or are they going to attack me? I get myself ready to seem confident and strong, ready to fight if some of them were going to get any closer, when I heard someone walking towards the fence from the outside. As I turned my head to see what was making the noise behind me, I started to see what was going on. I had just been encircled by some sort of void black persons, all watching me from around two to three meters distance. Someone was standing outside on the other side of the fence, someone to my left and also to my right diagonally. In every direction, someone was watching me and then I noticed that there were more and some of them were trying to hide behind bushes, some just standing in plain sight I tried to shout, you know I can see you, what do you want? But I just wasn't as loud as I wanted to be and for some reason I just felt weak. There was no reaction from any of them either. Some were moving a bit, even trying to hide better behind their covers, but none of them really were good in hiding. There must have been about eight of them and I tried to stay calm and just keep sitting in my chair, my dog in front of me just sitting there staring at the second guy when another person appeared behind the guy from the tree, laid on the floor and slowly crawled on the floor further to my right. His crawling looked just ridiculous too and I made a hand gesture to the other people like, are you kidding me? I mean, his crawling was neither stealthy or necessary. And well, sitting there now for about 15-20 to minutes frozen just staring back at them, the first person that just appeared just started walking towards me me still thinking real humans were behind this whole scenario i had to rethink as it was coming closer to me the black color of his body though just vanished and it was like a 2d transparent humanoid like figure and when i really tried to see them i could only see the outlines and even though the person was transparent when looking through the body it was like looking through fluid or something i couldn't really see it anymore just see that it must have stood right in front of me Every other person still just kept their position, me just questioning my own sanity. I just ran to my dog and I brought her to my chair. Still being watched by all these figures, I now could also see that someone was standing in the garden house peeking through the window. And I took some deep breaths as I was trying to understand the situation in which I just got myself into, when out of nowhere, something, its body looked kind of like something out of Star Wars, was walking the garden path. It came from the left, the end of the garden, to the right, the garden area entrance, and just before it was going to walk behind the house, it turned itself towards me. It looked like it was holding a laser pointer in its hand or something, sending out orange light but bigger than a centimeter, pointing straight in my face. But it didn't really blind me, and suddenly, and I can tell you that this was definitely the most scary part... Three red glowing lights appeared from the head of this thing, and it kind of looked like a helmet. I can tell you that I honestly thought that I was about to be shot at this moment, but to my surprise, nothing happened. Just silence again, and everything just observing me. I really tried to see this thing that was giving off this red light, but it was like the red light was pointing towards me, not letting me see its characteristics. Another 15 minutes went by, me thinking how could I get out of this situation and my dog already shaking. What's weird too is that my dog usually barks at everyone and everything unknown, but this whole time there was not even one sound. At some point, eventually, I just take my bag and my dog and, walking in a little faster speed than regular, I just walk straight out of the gut. As I was standing up from the chair, the red light disappeared and the person behind the tree to my right just ran away. As I was leaving the garden, I looked around to see if someone was nearby as I headed to the entrance of the garden area, but there was nothing. And gladly, nothing was following me and eventually, I got home safe. This happened in summer of 2018. I had just finalised a divorce and moved back to my hometown. My parents let me stay at their place until I found my own and I just started a high paying job but I was in so much debt from the divorce that I wasn't ready to pay for a place of my own. I didn't want to mooch off my parents so I decided to find a roommate for the intro. I found a sweet woman, Raquel, about 15 years older than me, who wanted someone to move in for only three to four months with her. And this was perfect for me since I was still paying off my debt. Everything about Raquel was such a delight too. She was sweet, very clean, cared about the environment, volunteered and would actually cook me food just because. I honestly thought that I'd hit the jackpot with her. However, there were a few things about Raquel that were just a little bit off. One, she wouldn't tell me what she did for a living. She said that it was confidential. And whatever her job is, it caused her to be gone for days and sometimes weeks at a time even. I thought that maybe she worked for the government because she had a framed photo of her with Bush Jr. in the Oval Office. When I asked her about it, she said that was my last day before leaving the Secret Service. Even though this was odd, I must admit that I was very impressed. But she also had a very strict rule. Every door in the house, including my room, had to be open at all times if it wasn't being occupied. However, this rule didn't apply to her room. Her door was to remain closed at all times whether she was there or not and obviously I was never allowed to go in, which was strange but not too concerning, right? And she also claimed to be wicked I don't know much about the practice, but she was apparently really into it. She was constantly going to a nearby store and buying all the books and garnishes and whatnot. But besides these few things, she was a very normal person. And a month went by without any concern. I should quickly mention too that she had two cats. They would mostly stay in her room, but when they wanted out, they would hit the door with their paws. My room was right next to hers, so the sound would drive me crazy if she wasn't home and I heard the cats trying to get out I would often open a door just enough so that they could run out. I know that this was breaking the rules but it drove me crazy and I kind of felt sorry for them too. But everything got too weird one night when she was out of town for work. It was the first night of her being gone and I was sitting in my room just watching tv when I started to hear what sounded like the cats hitting the door trying to get out. I thought, great, she forgot to let the cats out before leaving again. I opened my door to go and let them out of her room when something made me stop dead in my tracks. The cats were just chilling in the hallway. They weren't in the room, but I know that I heard something. Already creeped out, I decided to open a door and peek inside. and What I saw were four people naked holding hands in a circle with their heads bowed as if they were praying. And well, needless to say, I noped the heck out of there and headed to my parents. I tried calling Raquel, but I just couldn't get a hold of her. And right when I was about to call the police, she finally called. And man, she was livid. She said that I'd broken her only rule and she wanted me out immediately, which was fine by me at this point. But the eerie part was... When I got my bed and dresser back there was a weird symbol carved in the wood that wasn't there before but the only way I can describe it is like a, a plus sign but instead of straight lines they were kind of curved. Like someone cut an oval in half down the middle and then tried to make a plus sign out of it. I'm really not sure what it was supposed to mean but to be honest I don't think that I want to know. This happened quite a few years back when I was around 14 years old. Let me just preface this too by saying that I had previously been told by my old best friend Jenna that her neighbor had some really creepy tendencies. I slept over at her place a lot but never encountered a creepy neighbor. This guy was married and had children apparently and his house was directly behind Jenna's place. There was a wooden fence in her backyard too that separated the neighbor's backyard and theirs and Jenna had a deck and the stairs were a few feet off from the house so you could fit a fairly small person in between the deck stairs and the house. You could also see into the neighbor's backyard if you were standing on the deck but not if you were on the grass. So with that understood we had half a day at school and I went back to Jenna's place. I wasn't allowed over that day but since we were inseparable it really didn't matter and we weren't expecting her mum to be home from work for a good few hours anyway. Her mum ended up coming home early so Jenna and I scrambled to the backyard so her mum wouldn't see me so as not to get in trouble. We went outside and wedged ourselves in between the stairs and the house so her mum wouldn't hear the fence gate open as it made a lot of noise whenever it was opened. We waited for a couple of minutes until we started hearing shuffling in her neighbour's backyard. We could faintly see him through the cracks of the wood and it looked like he was putting out his recycling or garbage or something. Instead, he was making his way onto the bin and poking his head over the fence to look into their windows. From the backyard, you could see into Jenna's mum's window, the bathroom too and parts of the kitchen. We saw him but he didn't see us but we were shaking and holding onto each other for dear life as we watched a neighbor just stand upright on the bin to get a better view into the windows. He kept shifting from bin to bin to get better angles into what we assumed later was Jenna's mum's room since she just got back from work and possibly into the bathroom. This went on for five to ten minutes as well, us trembling and trying not to make a move or make noise while her creepy neighbor just kept trying to look into Jenna's house. He eventually got back down and went into a house like nothing had happened while Jenna and I hopped a fence gate soon after. A few weeks later, we had another incident too where Jenna's sister took a shower late at night and went to her room. Her blinds were open and it was dark outside. There was a tree that sat in the front yard and it was snowing pretty heavily. She called us on her phone saying that she apparently saw someone in the trees and couldn't see them anymore. We told her to turn a light off while Jenna and I did the same in her room and we peeked out the window but couldn't see anything. We went to her sister's room though and asked what happened and she was convinced that she saw someone in the tree who she believed was their neighbor. And so Jenna and I went out front to investigate. By that time he was obviously gone but... We did find fresh shoe prints in the snow that went from the neighbour's front yard to the tree, then right up to Jenna's sister's window before it trailed off back to the neighbour's house. Technically this isn't my story, it's my mum's, but I'm slightly involved so I'd like to share it. This happened when I was around three or possibly four since it was in the summer, My parents and I had just moved into a new house in a safer neighborhood in order to raise me. And basically they were looking for new 60s themed furniture for our house so my mother took to Craigslist to try and find some. She eventually reached out to a man selling an older couch. She had just taken me out of preschool before going to his house so I was in the car with her. My mother is generally a very intelligent woman although I'll admit being a first time mother this wasn't the best idea but she had left me in the car because she didn't think it would take so long. He was standing outside of the house and, according to her, seemed like a completely average man, probably in his late 40s. He claimed the couch was in the basement and that they would have to go down there. Apparently, the couch was completely different than the one placed in the ad, so she turned around to ask him about it and he was sweating out of his mind and apparently just started asking her a bunch of really creepy questions along the lines of, are you a virgin, how old are you and are you married? My mother left pretty quickly after that and claims that he even chased after her down the driveway. She drove off as quickly as possible and to this day says that she thought that he was going to hit her over the head or something and sell her or something along those lines. This happened on a beach in the Philippines about two years ago. Me and my friends decided to take a quick vacation to let off some steam from work and on our first night we decided to drink outside of the hotel room. We got a little tipsy and one of my friends decided to take a walk on the beach and try to meet some other tourists there. I had a bit of a bad feeling about what might happen to him since he was already drunk so I decided to join him together and with another friend. He said that he wanted to visit the rock formations which is a known gay hookup spot since the place was dark and there were no other establishments on that part of the shoreline. It stretches about half the length of a football field with just pure darkness. I was reluctant about the idea of him going in there. I must admit that I was reluctant about the idea of him going in there but he was adamant so I agreed as long as he comes back after a few minutes me and my other friends waited on the last bar on the end of the shoreline before the dark area starts. Me and my friend were talking about something when we just heard a gut-wrenching scream. It sounded like our friend so we decided to rush in. The only light at that time is coming from the moon so my friend decided to pull out his phone and turn on the flashlight. We asked around and saw some people hooking up on the sand. We asked if they saw our friend, giving them descriptions on what he might look like but they said that they never saw him. Our hearts were pounding at this point because we don't know what might have happened to him. We ran until we reached the end of it. There was a huge rock on the shore about 15 feet tall with a local guy standing on the top of it. We asked him, have you seen our friend? He was about my height, wearing a black shirt, and he said, was he gay? I don't see the relevance of the question, but I said yes, and he said... He might have gone over to the mangroves over there and then pointed to a darker spot of the beach filled with mangroves. Using only the light on the phone, we tried searching the small area. It looks like a tiny shelter with overgrown plants acting as the roof. And when we turned back, the guy on the top of the rock is already walking towards us and then two more guys popped up behind him, probably hiding behind the huge rock as well. And then the guy who was on the rock did a karate chop on my friend's arm for him to let go of his phone which was successful as the phone rolled onto the sand my friend was able to grab the phone back and that's when he shouted run i was confused with what was going on so i just started running after he said run without actually knowing what we were running from and that was when it hit me that the whole thing was an ambush that we were led into the mangroves for them to steal my friend's phone. I was running for a few seconds when I started feeling the weight on my feet. The sandals that I was wearing got really heavy because I wasn't aware that I was running on wet sand. My friend took off his flip flops for him to run faster. I wanted to do the same but then I realized my sandals were strap on so I just continued running. I can hear the guys chasing us saying stop, we're just joking I don't want to fall for what they said so I continued running and my legs are starting to feel numb since I'm not really an athletic person and there came a point where I wanted to just stop since I don't have anything valuable with me but then I thought that that could be a reason for them to harm me so I just ran with all my might until we reached the first bar eventually. My friend was already there catching his breath when we saw the friend that we were looking for laughing and talking to locals. We wanted to punch him for what he put us through but he had no idea what had just happened so we just let it go. Our vacation still went through and we still got to go to the island from time to time but we vowed to never go on that side of the beach ever again. In my old house we not only had modern air conditioning vents but we also had the original ones from 1922. The design was quite elaborate, though unfortunately I don't have any pictures of it. But anyways, one cool September day in 2015, I was sitting on the ground playing with my little brother, who had just turned one. We were in the hallway at the bottom of the staircase where one of the original air vents were. We were sitting right next to it. I was playing peekaboo with him. He was laughing and smiling and really happy, just having a grand old time basically playing with his awesome big sister. When... I noticed a quiet hissing sound coming from the vent. It kind of sounded like Parseltongue from Harry Potter if I'm being honest but I just thought that there was something wrong with the heater or something and I paid no mind to it. About five minutes after I had noticed the sound, it just suddenly stopped. I couldn't hear anything coming from it anymore and the moment that I acknowledged that fact, my brother suddenly jumped, startled and whipped his head around to face the vent. He had the look of just absolute fear on his face right before he just started shrieking and crying. I mean, it honestly sounded like someone had hit this kid he was crying so hard. Because of the way Landon was crying, my stepmom ran in from the kitchen. She looked as worried as I'd ever seen her and she said, Oh my goodness, what happened? Why is he crying like that? Did he hurt himself? I explained to her what happened, talking to Landon who is still wailing with fear she says, it's okay. And then she says to me, what do you mean he just looked at the air vent and started crying? I said, I don't know. I don't know what he heard, but obviously whatever it was terrified him. She looked at me with honest confusion. She picked up my brother, still coddling him and swaying him as he cried and walking him outside. And he was fine after a minute or two, but he would never go near that vent without someone with him. Even in in 2017, after he turned three, he would still ask for people to walk with him past that vent. I never heard anything from that specific vent, though I did hear the same hissing throughout the house when I was home alone or with one of my siblings. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this little short story and thanks for listening. This happened when I was probably about seven or eight. I don't remember all of the details, but I do remember some of the really messed up stuff. So when I was a kid, I lived in a pretty sketchy neighborhood. We lived in those uh, long apartments, the ones that are attached at the sides rather than stacked on top of each other. The front of the apartments faced the main road, and there was a little side street to access the parking in the backyards of the apartments. Behind the apartments was a massive field too and it was super overgrown, so much so that it was almost like a little forest and my friends and I used to go back there to build hobbit holes in the grass and whatnot. My mum actually hated it when we went out there because there were some, well, rough people that lived in the neighbourhood and she didn't like a group of seven-year-olds playing out where people also shot up heroin. But anyway... One day I was out in the woods by myself, just exploring and pretending to be Indiana Jones or something. As I was coming out of the tall grass, I could see the little back alley in between the parking and the houses and the woods. And I saw a deer lying in the grass. I thought that it was just sleeping, so I actually crept up on it to try and scare it. I know, not cool, but I was young and stupid. When I got there though, I just knew that something was off. The deer was just too still and it just smelled horrible. I couldn't see its face as its back was facing me, but when I got up to it, I nearly had a heart attack when I saw that its entire stomach was ripped open and all of the insides were just spewed out everywhere around the ground. Now, I wasn't a smart kid by any means, but I knew that this was pretty messed up. When I turned to run back home to tell my mum... I saw a second deer nailed to the tree next to the first deer. I don't know how I didn't notice this before, but its two front hooves were nailed above its head to the tree, the stomach was also cut open, and the ribs had been broken open to expose the gaping hole. As I stood there, just staring at it, a car drove past on the little alleyway. I remember it was a Y car with tinted windows and was driving really slowly. I mean everyone drove slowly on this alley because well there was a residential street but these people were barely even moving. I couldn't see inside but I just got the sinking feeling that they were just watching me. Obviously I couldn't be sure that they were the ones who mutilated the deer but I'm like 99% sure that it was them. Once they were gone I booked at home and I told my mum the whole thing. She told me not to go into that field anymore and After that I happily agreed. I didn't particularly enjoy seeing a deer's insides and I would have loved to have just forgot about that whole thing. For the next month or so though I just saw that car pretty much everywhere. It would drive up the main road while I was playing in the front yard, it would drive down the back alley when I would be in the backyard and I even remember seeing it at the grocery store when my mum and I were shopping. That could have just been another tinted window white car but they were definitely stalking the house i know that much it was always the white car and always the tinted windows and always driving way too slowly to be normal i told my mum about it but she just talked it up to just being a neighbor down the road or something but one day my mum was out mowing the front lawn because of the way the apartments were set up she had to push the lawnmower around all of the apartments to get to our backyard And being the helpful little kid that I was, I was going to meet my mum out the back to open the gate for her so she could put the lawnmower in the little shed. As I'm walking out to the gate, I see the car come along the back alley. Normally, the car goes slow, as I've been saying, but as soon as it turned the corner, however, the driver stepped on the gas and zoomed up to me. The back door closest to me opened and someone got out and started running toward me. I don't remember what he looked like or even if it was a he. I just remember hauling ass back into the house and pissing myself the whole time. After that, my dad yelled at me for peeing myself and neither he nor my mum believed me about the guy in the car. And I never saw them again after that. And we moved a few months later too. My parents still think that I made the whole thing up even though they know how sketchy the neighbourhood was. I don't remember anyone going missing around that time in my town, and I didn't find anything when I googled it, but it was really messed up, and I have no idea who those people in the car were, why they mutilated the deer like that, or what they may have had planned for me. G'day mates, it's B Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family, and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one.